cliffcentral.com. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360 in Biz indeed, right here on Central. My name is Debo Homer Fodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360 Biz. Uh, we're sitting here. People are all dressed up today in studio, you know. Um, I don't know who gave out the memo that we need to be dressing black or, or something. <laughs> but I see my boys all pimped up in a suit, putting up shades. You know what? Maybe I must just take a picture of him and post it up, bro, so that people can see, Hold, what are you rocking today? Anyway, are you good? <coughs> I need to fix my voice. It Excuse- mustn't be that ordinary um, 360 Biz voice. I'm oh, very okay. good. Um, you know, um, I just needed to Khalimela Lenyata. I don't know if you know what that means. Not. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to even interpret that, but to stop the nyatting. Khalimela what? Nah, man. Um, I decided to just look good. No meetings, nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to be here. Very mm. exciting mood. Very exciting air. Very exciting to see you. Yeah. No, no, no. My brother, it's always exciting uh, to see you. I've never seen you all swagged up. Uh, especially in shades In a suit, yes I, I'm kind of getting used to it I see these days You've gone aggressive In terms of changing that look Is it, is yeah. it the money, my brother? No, nah, not really It's it's because I want to get the money You know, people don't really Take a liking to me When I show up wearing track pants And uh, tackies and, and shorts um, I think at the end of the day The truth is um, Up until you're a brand Like your Dr. Tim Tibela, your Bill Gates, mm. or your Robert Gumetes, mm. you can show up wearing or your Max Zuckerberg. Exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I did a talk, and in this talk, one of the headline speakers was uh, Mr. Panyaza Lusuf. Oh, he just showed up wearing a, what is it, Swilos gear, Morocco Swilos gear, tracksuit. And he was the main keynote, but everyone else, all the other speakers were all suited up. <laughs> And I mean, it just goes to show levels, you know, yeah, levels, yeah. But the levels, exactly, because yeah. you already know his brand and his potential. So, yeah. No, I mean, Bulenan, you say you're saying something very key to say you can't be um, wearing tracksuits um, and 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 sneakers uh, looking for money. Yeah. Um, I think um, that goes back to uh, part of the discussion of the show today. I mean, we're talking about the struggles that startup entrepreneurs um, face in their businesses. Um, and I know some of the guests in studio, they're coming up um, with amazing opportunities. I know that are doing in the enterprise um, space. By the way, I got your email. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are definitely um, going to meet. Uh, unfortunately, today I'm wearing a different cap. So... I want to cut you off. I've got a nice surprise for you. There's a, an entrepreneur we once featured on the show a couple okay. of months back. Okay. He's got food for us. Oh, really? The last time when he came, he didn't have food. So today wow. he just wants to wow us with his catering. So he's downstairs. He's going to come in, I don't know when, in mm. the show. I can't wait. He's going to bring the food. It's it's a traditional um, African cuisine. Mm. Dombo, lo, wow. stew, chicken. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, see, I see in the production studio, they're looking at us. Guys, no, it's for us in studio in here, not for you guys. So, but <laughs> so it's okay. I mean, you know, being an entrepreneur, Bulelani, obviously having been um, in the space for over 10 years now, um, same goes for you. I mean, we've had a couple of struggles um, that we've gone through as an as entrepreneurs. I know you had your own struggles as well. Um, I mean, the, one of the struggles that I know we face usually is the struggle of branding um, and knowing what dress code um, to wear for your company. 
And I mean, some of us today, we're fortunate enough to be running um, companies. We well branded and everything. But the reality is that's not how it started. Um, I mean, this is some of the stuff uh, we're talking about today. I mean, startup, um, startup struggle, I mean, happens most of the time in business. And it's uh, some of the points um, that we're going to be speaking about today um, that makes or that differentiates uh, entrepreneurs um, with what tenderpreneurs or wannabe uh, business people. There's a couple of things. I mean, that separates that uh, one of them being strength, the kind of strength that you need to have as an entrepreneur. Another thing, it's tenacity. You need to have the kind of tenacity that um, that need to keep you striving as a business. And most importantly, resilience um, and courage. Uh, but I mean, speaking about resilience and courage, I mean, we've got a woman um, in studio that's looking amazing, by the way. Uh, but I think maybe I've been speaking about this woman. Maybe some of you listeners are asking, who is this woman that, um, you know, that was been speaking about the woman i've had the opportunity um of meeting um is it last week or two weeks back at the small business expo um she had a very bright stand i must say and for a woman um that was in the business that she and it was actually um quite strange but let me not stop let me stop speaking about this woman as if um she's not in studio ladies and gentlemen this lady her name is vanershi um naidu um, she's going to tell us more about her business, but let me not introduce her. Let her introduce herself. And then you want to say hi uh, to the 360 Biz and Cliff Central family. Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Hi. Good day, uh, listeners. Uh, please, t- I'm really sorry. Please excuse me. This is my first time on radio. So no, no, it definitely. It's overwhelming. It, yeah, no, don't worry. It's, it's very conversational. You know, take it as if we're sitting in your couch somewhere and we're just talking. You not know? a problem. Yeah. But thank you for the opportunity. Um, I'm an entrepreneur specifically uh, dealing in the automotive sector. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it is quite strange for a woman in automotive. It comes with its challenges. Yeah. Uh, my business is a mobile car wash system that we've developed um, locally, uh, locally produced. Okay. And, um, yes, the startup has been somewhat of a challenge mm-hmm. in terms of access to funding, the right markets, and um, also the networking opportunities, you know, mm. real networking. So there's various platforms, but how do you actually connect mm. with people that are like-minded and that can support you in your journey? Mm. I mean, you said something very interesting, a real networking. Um, Bulelani, maybe, I mean, let's, let's get, I mean, you, you, you've been in the business for some time. And uh, Varishni is talking about real networking. Um, I mean, obviously, it means that says, or there's real networking and there's non-real networking. Do you want to perhaps tell us more um, about, um, you know, what you what you mean by that, or some of the even uh, your own experiences? I know there's one that Bulalani has experienced, and I really want to hear about it. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's, um, you know, been a significant uh, increase in the number of networking events now uh, recently and a lot of them that you do attend you know it ends up it ends up being um, sending out business cards etc and when you do try to contact the individuals later on it it's actually non-existent hmm. uh, there is more the formalized networking which I feel um, is working for me I've uh, tried to establish, you know, synergies with uh, key individuals. I'm also part of a networking organization mm-hmm. and um, a very professional networking organization, which gives me the platform in terms of sharing my product, uh, my services, also my challenges, because there we have like-minded people with similar uh, scenarios. So, I mean, when you talk about, um, I'm interested in the networking organization. What do they do there? Okay. Um 
Okay, the one specifically that I belong to is uh, Business Network International, and they effectively, you know, uh, allow. Uh, individuals from different professions within a chapter. So you have um, your network becomes your sales force. Mm. And as mm. you establish relationships with these individuals around the table, they get to understand your business, develop a relationship of trust, and then refer you on to their, uh, their networks. And that has uh, proved to be you know, quite valuable in terms of, as an entrepreneur, you don't always have access um, in terms of funding to do significant advertising or, you know, events that give you uh, close proximity to to other people requiring your services. And then, I mean, on the subject of, network, of networking, I mean, as an entrepreneur, where have you seen the most value in networking and those circles with professionals? Or, I mean, being at a small business expo, which one yields more revenue or other fruits, according to you? Okay, um, it would depend basically on your type of business. I mean, I did the Buy a Business Expo recently at the Dome, and I found that to be very lucrative because it was very focused in terms of what my target market was. Yeah. Um, you know, and I could tap into people that were looking or entrepreneurs, uh, corporates, etc., that were looking to invest. So they come ready with the intention to look at opportunities, uh, look to invest and grow their business. Whereas if you're looking at a, a networking group, you know, these are established businesses that are looking to grow their business. So they form a support structure for you operating um, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, you do get opportunities in terms of sales uh, through that network, but I think there's a lot of um, depth and a lot of support which yeah. entrepreneurs need today. You know, funny thing is I'm sitting here thinking about just that very question because, you know, people think of entrepreneurs as these superheroes and, you know, to a certain degree they are because they, they, they're going on uncharted territories to shift economies, build families, build legacies. By, by building families, um, you're not just building your own if ever you want to get married or not one day, but the people that work for you building their family because they're not able to put food on their tables. I mean, what are some of the challenges you've come across as a woman in business? Okay, um, I have mentioned, you know, being a woman in the automotive industry, no one seems to take you seriously because that's kind of the man's domain. But um, in terms of the challenges I found was, um, you know, it's finding the right uh, finding the right conversations and starting those with the, the key people in the industry. I've done some enterprise development uh, with one of, the, one of the large banks where a gentleman in the coffee shop, um, you know, uh, indicated that he would like to open a car wash. Given that we are running a car wash service for this particular bank, they approached us to say, you know, how could we aid uh, this individual? They'll provide the market. And, you know, um, so we basically, being an SME ourselves and an entrepreneur, knowing that the bank was our key customer and our passion for people, we said, let's put down our equipment at our own cost. And we trained the individual for a period of six months. Um, the individual now knows how to run the business as opposed to, you know, just getting a startup and being left alone. Mm. He actually has mm. the value in terms of the processes, the structures, etc. Um, he has gone on uh, within 18 months to own three operating sites for the bank and he employs more than 10 people. Oh, wow. So I think from that perspective, I get my inspiration from growing other people. Because yeah. It's paid itself forward significantly. 
Yeah. And I mean, in terms of, you know, um, I don't know if the worker would like to jump into, uh, I mean, the questions oriented around your business, but I mean, it always takes me forever to get my car wash. How long does it take you guys? <laughs> okay. It depends the type of car wash you do. Ours is quite different. Uh, we have a unique system that is totally mobile, a totally autonomous system. So you don't need to be connected to water or power. Um, a car wash could take you, if you're just doing an exterior wash, anything around 20 minutes. But if you're doing a full house, 45 minutes. But the uniqueness about our proposition is that it is um, totally mobile. And for an entrepreneur looking to start a business, it gives them access to various markets, you know, and uh, very low uh, in terms of upfront startup cost. You don't need significant infrastructure to be able to start your own mobile business. So this is what I'll put out there, totally off record, totally off the books. <laughs> in case you guys need a model to model next to the car wash equipment, <laughs> I'll gladly come there in my uh, bikini shorts. Okay. don't know if men's underwear is called bikinis, <laughs> but I'll gladly come in there. I'll, I'll throw in a bra and I'll, I'll be I'll be your man. Me and Tebucho, I don't know, because you think has got that yellow bone fever thing going on. <laughs> so he could definitely do that. And we could definitely, let's just talk off air about that endorsement. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, tell me, Varishna, I mean, um, you, you, you're running an interest, uh, an interesting business. Um, I mean that 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 um, deals with car wash, and obviously, you know, us being men, uh, we're passionate about washing our cars and everything else that comes with it. Um, but I mean, would you say is it a profitable business? Um, I mean, because obviously, looking at some of our petrol service stations um, offering this as part of their added-on service, um, I mean, um, would you say is it competitive uh, to your business? Absolutely, and I think it's an untapped uh, industry. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of uh, car washing, the costs are relatively low, and it depends in terms of your approach, and that's where we come in to assist entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of access to sites, uh, corporates, etc. But if I give you an indication, um, we sell our chemical and consumable packages for the car wash, so the operating items at four and a car wash. So whether you're paying 60 rand or 80 rand a car wash, your cost of that uh, besides your labor is 4 rand. Hmm. So in terms of profitability uh, for an entrepreneur, definitely. You know, there's uh, we've done some modeling where within literally two to three months, they have a full return on investment. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think I want us to get to, 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 to technicalities. Uh, but I mean, let me take this opportunity to, to welcome, um, you know, they say entrepreneurs don't become late, they become delayed. Um, I don't know what happens to Commander, but, uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, so, uh, I think maybe let me take this opportunity to, to hand over the pen, um, to you, my brother. Um, this gentleman, his name is Tokolojo Petla. Um, they call him the commander. I mean, he's the founder and CEO of a company called the Black Industrialist. Um, I mean, he's also a publisher. But why am I introducing you to just introduce yourself? Say hi to our family hi, and tell hi. us who you are, what is it that you do? Hi, and who I am and what I do. Mm. Okay, hi, everyone. Hi. And the was completely right. I was not late, I was delayed. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as you said, my name is Tukulo Petla. Yeah. And um, I'm the founder of Black Industrialists, which is a company that uh, seeks to develop informal markets 
the way we do that currently, we are in the business of uh, transforming or developing hawkers or informal traders into formal small businesses. So we currently supply them with fresh produce, uh, the ones in Tswane, branded fresh produce. Uh, they all have shirts, caps. We give them vendor stands. We teach them how to sell. So they appeal to broader markets. And we also supply them with other things like airtime. So that's that's what we do mainly there. I mean, Dogoloko, you're looking you you're looking after my man a niche that that has been neglected. Yeah. Um. That that has been um mainly um, um ignored. I mean, Varishni um is in the business of kawash as well. Mm. Um, servicing the very same people of lower income stream yes. of lower lower LSM. Yeah. But I mean, um, take us from the beginning. I mean, how did you start looking after, um, this this market that you're looking after or the people that you looked after? Well, it was it was kind of incidental. Eh? So. Uh, as you know, though, I'm, I'm, I started out in publishing, and I still do publishing uh, as on on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I identified an opportunity in the informal market that you know you get in-flight magazines and these high-end magazines, but taxis. I looked at taxis, right? And everywhere you go in the country, you'll find a taxi. Captive audience with dead time, and that's where my interest in informal markets developed. So we developed a publication for taxi commuters, mm-hmm. uh, which is launching this year. We spent the past year until now, so 2015 until now. So one year, nine months, negotiating the deals of it, finally launching with NASPERS involved. Uh, it will be 2.25 million copies every month hmm. nationally in the taxi market. So it's from there I started noticing that there's power. In the bottom of the pyramid. Hey, that's where the money is at. That's, that's, where, the that's where there's money is at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, my brother, I hope I hope you're gonna write a book about that power because we want we want to be in a position to understand it. Mm. Um, and and I mean, but I think my brother talking about uh, I want to bring in a guy on the show. I think maybe let's 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 arrange um that we're bringing on, um Gigi, um the guy that wrote a, a gasinomic. Mm. Economics, mm. yeah. you know, because he yeah. breaks down Definitely. the market that this uh, brother is talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, one yeah. of the discussions that we have in Togolo today, we're talking about the struggles that um, startups face. Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, with you, I think you've gone to the advantage of um, getting yourself surrounded uh, by big brands. I mean, Naspas is a big brand. Yes. yes. Um, and and it's pre- actually, <laughs> you did branding per association. So That's to actually true. service the market. <laughs> <laughs> that is struggling, but I mean, in regards to your experience, since um, have been servicing that market, what would you say are some of the struggles that you've seen these businesses um, face? The informal small business, yeah. the informal markets. Well, I mean, the hawkers for one. So I'll start with them. Okay. Um, mainly, so you know, farmers supply the traditional formal markets like the Twani market or the or City Deep, and. Um, the big buyers get preference because of their buying power. So the guys that buy for ShopRite, Pick and Pay, etc., take all the good stock. Hmm. And uh, in Twane specifically, you found that some people have formed a cartel where they buy everything else. And hawkers have to buy from them. So by the time hawkers buy produce, it's marked up by three people. right? By the farmer, by the agents in the market... Plus by this new small market that's developed in Twani. And uh, that squeezes their margins. Right? It makes their pricing very mm. un- uncompetitive. So that's the problem we solve, firstly. So we take the produce directly from the farmer and we supply it directly to the hawker. 
So we, we act as an aggregator on the farmer side. Farmers aggregate their produce. We pick it up at one uh, central location. We drop it off at, at our storehouse in Pretoria. Hawkers collect from there. So we're trying to solve those types of challenges where small guys are always competitively outpriced by the bigger guys. Uh, yeah. So now, I mean, um, the, the, the market that you're servicing um, these days, especially in the township, um, you you realize that um, there's Somalians and um, you know sure. that that have come in. I mean, at some For point, sure. I know you know Vashni that at some point the township was raving and they were burning these stores. Yes. Um, you know, I think it's some of the struggles that that you guys are facing. Mm-hmm. So, and one of the things that when the study was done to say how dumb, how come these guys come into the townships mm-hmm. and actually um, are able to 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 run all these businesses that are sustainable. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was mentioned or that came out of the study is the buying power um, that they have. Um, Would you say, um, do we have black businesses that are coming up with that same strength to actually be able to compete? Well, I I think that's that's what we're trying to do without sounding like I'm marketing myself too much. But no, the, it, it's, it's absolutely allowed. There's, no, there's nothing. Why, why should we be apologetic? I mean, we're entrepreneurs, guys. No, 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 why, should, why should we be apologetic about giving solutions? Yeah, but so, I mean, the, the whole cousin Twani, just to give perspective, they account for 30% of all the purchases at the Twani Fresh Produce Market, hmm. which translates to 400 million rand a year, which is 1.65 million rand a day, right, mm-hmm. of cash, cash transactions. But because they go individually, they don't have any negotiating power, you know, they, they can't bargain. And so we we aggregate that buying power. And so we're able to negotiate better prices for them. So it's exactly the same model. Hmm. Wow. And and, and would you do you have any success stories that you've seen ever since you've started? Yeah, we do, eh? So we have about fifty hawkers now mm-hmm. selling our produce. Uh, they've, I mean, we, we, it, it's even come to a point where we're going to incorporate some of them as directors in the company, hmm. you know, to upscale these people and give them exposure. I will, and we must review our businesses, bro. Don't you think maybe we're in the wrong businesses? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the level of scalability there is quite, it's quite large. And I mean, yeah. the market is quite vast. Um, South Africa needs, especially, I mean, we've got townships everywhere mm-hmm. and we've got informal businesses everywhere. So, I sure. mean, I, I believe that this is a, this is a very good market. We are in a very limited one where we're competing <laughs> with multinationals. <laughs> no, 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 definitely. I mean, um, coming back Back to you, Varishni. Um, being in the in the business that you're in, um, I mean, you guys are looking after the same market, but obviously yeah. differently. Um, she's more into the hawkers. You're more into the service industry, being cowards. It is service, right? Yeah. So, um, my question or my worry, I think, yeah. let me pose this to both of you guys. Um, I grew up in the township. Um, I started selling in high school. Um, for me to be able to, to, to survive. But now getting onto the business space, I realized that there's people that watched me. Um, I know, Buleran, you can relate to this. Um, pushing the hustle, you know, trying to wear a suit, trying to go knock on doors. They've watched me do that. And to some of them, they were speaking and it's it as if I'm trying to make myself better or this and this and this mm. and this. And right now they see you now all of a sudden, you know what? You've hit that big break. Now you're changing cars. Now you're doing <laughs> this and this. Like, you know, it means this guy was really up to something. My question is, um, around that is that do we have enough 
people in the township? Mm. Do we have enough people in the lower LSM that are sitting? Um, or no, not really sitting. That are actually standing up and taking up opportunities to better their lives. Because I know right now there isn't as well some of these shops Somalians have taken up. It's because our brothers are sitting in corners, and they don't want to see themselves selling potatoes. They don't want to see themselves selling cabbages. And right now he's making money out of that, you know. And they think to myself, I'm gonna watch who Bulelan is Kawash. I was Bule. I was, you know, Bulelan was my junior in school, and whatsoever. Right now they've let their ego um get actually. In the space of seeing a bigger opportunity mm. um, that is out there, would you say? So, um, I think that's uh, from my experience. Uh, that mm. seems to be correct. We, when we started out in terms of you know the servicing the car wash industry, a lot of the staff that we had employed. I mean, my passion was purely creating jobs for South Africans. Um, not that you know uh, it wasn't jobs for all, but. Over a period, I had a lot of attrition in terms of um, staff numbers, mm. and um, it it was more around you know the, the staff wanted to get, make it big quickly, mm. as opposed to learning and growing through the process. I mean, there's individuals that we subsequently trained that started as operators are now managing banking sites for us. So there is opportunity, but I think mm. uh, people want you know. That get rich uh, uh, scheme, <laughs> get rich quick scheme, and uh, they want all of the uh, all of the benefits that come with it, and oh, yeah. it, it 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 does come, but it does take a lot of hard work and a lot oh, of perseverance, yeah. and um, I think you know it's about inspiring the youth uh, around business opportunities mm -hmm. and giving them the success stories so that they can oh, start yeah. to you know see see it in a different light that. It doesn't have to always. Uh, it's going to be a bit of hard work, but if you keep at it, you will reap the rewards. Definitely. Yeah. <coughs> My brother, same question. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Uh, that dynamic does exist in in townships, I guess, and the lower LSM market. Uh, I mean, I also come from a township, though, and I, and I can relate to what you're saying. Right, so I don't have the perfect answer to that. Obviously, my answer is going to be very philosophical. You know that people <laughs> must stop pulling each other down, those types of things. Mm -hmm. But in more instances than 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 others, I've noticed that once you're successful, right, despite the hate, if I can call it that, you you somehow beat them to submission. So I. Just to be practical, not to be too ideal, idealistic, I'll just say township hustlers must hustle. Those that have the spirit must do it mm -hmm. and beat the others to submission. Because they, they end up admiring you. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, no, that that is true. I mean, one of the things that I know um, has been strong in terms of keeping us, um, some of us, it's actually prayer, um, exactly. you know, and and encouragement from the friends um, that we keep. You know, when they say, yeah. "Show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are." So it's some of the things that I think um, have worked um, for some of us. Um, I think coming back um, after this break song, um, I wanna hear. I mean, some of the their personal struggles mm. um, that our two entrepreneurs have faced and what is the one thing that has actually helped them uh, be in a position uh, to actually overcome some of those struggles. So T, do you know that we host Motoring's biggest power hour? Yes, I do. And do you know that it's not just a show about cars, but it's a show that covers a host of relevant motoring topics? Yes, I do. And do you know that there are over 1 billion cars currently in use on Earth and that the new car smell is composed of over 50 volatile organic compounds? Uh, no. 
Make sure you're up to speed with all things motoring by tuning in to Auto Central every Monday morning at 9 a.m. just after the Gareth Cliff Show or download the podcast on autotrader.co.za. Auto Central, motoring's biggest power hour, powered by Auto Trader. It is indeed 360Biz. My name is Debohoma40. If ever you've just tuned in, um, I think you've missed out uh, on an amazing discussion um, in studio. I'm sitting with two amazing entrepreneurs that are in the business of empowering lower LSM um, individuals or hawkers or some of them you might call them informal traders. These guys are in the business that they not only want to make money, but in the midst of them making money, it's how do they help others um, you know, make money. Usually to some of us, that is known as social entrepreneurship i don't know what do they call themselves do you guys regard yourselves as social entrepreneurs i think i do yes <laughs> are you a social entrepreneur i don't know I, I've, <laughs> never, I've never seen myself like that is it i think every entrepreneur adds social good mm-hmm. because you know money is a form of value mm-hmm. people pay you for adding value so i think every entrepreneur adds social good so i Philosophically, I'm not for the idea of social entrepreneurs. Oh, okay. There's entrepreneurs. Oh, okay. No, definitely that's what they call themselves. If you've ever just tuned in, um, you're still tuned in to 360Biz right here on Cliff Central. Um, I'm sitting with Vareshni, um, Naidu, founder of My Mobi Innovative Kawash, and I'm sitting as well with Dukoloko Petra. He's the founder and CEO of a company called Black Industrialist, um, and he's also a publisher. And definitely my boy, is in studio uh, looking all tweeting spazzy. away tweeting away <laughs> um the show definitely keeping you out there um if ever you've missed out on the show i mean you can definitely go in later on the website to actually download the podcast um to actually get some insights on some of the sh- uh, discussions that we've had um earlier on the show but as we continue um with the show discussing some of the startup um struggles that are out there or that have been faced um i said after this um uh, song break that we had um these entrepreneurs would tell us about some of the apps not struggles uh, in the businesses um, that they've started. We'll start with you, Varishni. Okay. Uh, just in terms of, you know, our business, when we started out, I had a very um, dynamic approach to how I wanted to grow the business. And I wanted to be big and I wanted to be successful. And as such, I got myself involved in a lot of contracts around mm. huge operating overheads. And it was all great signing up, but, you know, when your revenue doesn't track uh, your expenses, it becomes increasingly stressful. And uh, learn the hard lessons, Mm. you know, and that is definitely something that I would impart with uh, anyone wanting to start up a new business is that understand your market well and take it slowly. You know, take it slowly in terms of saying what uh, do you commit uh, from a cost perspective. And as you start seeing the revenue come in, you know, then you could start growing um, some of your expenditure as well. 100%. But uh, it was it was a, a painful learning process. <laughs> Is it? But I'm sure it's not the one that got you bankrupt at least. No, well, it actually makes you uh, resilient. You know, you need to pick yourself up and look at other ways in which you now need to address the problem you've created, Mm -hmm. but also move on Mm -hmm. and um, not to go and, you know, um, repeat those kind of decisions, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult. You know, you... You're challenged in terms of not having um, excessive capital lying around. Mm. You need to project yourself as big business to be able to attract uh, Mm. 
Well, yeah, no, no, you had that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, one thing, one thing that what that you, that you, that you're saying, Virginia, is very key. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I want to move on to Tukolo, but I want you to 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 go in in depth on that matter. That you need to be, um, you know, perceived as big business for you to get an opportunity. Why is that, though? I think we still pretty much, um, you know, the first impression lasts, and that's very key in business. So whether you're having a meeting or whether you uh, presenting at an expo mm. It's the impression of the person That uh, is approaching you And you either have nailed it at that point With your branding And your personality As well as your product I mean your product has to be something of interest But to be able to get people Into the dialogue around your product They first need to be pulled in In terms of the mm. branding And I think Bolani mentioned that earlier You know it's it speaks um, in terms of where you want to be, etc. Mm. So. Yeah. Ne? Uh, to oh, look for, what, what are some of the challenges and struggles that you personally face in this business? Firstly, I want to say, Vanessa, you're a true entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> you know, entrepreneurs, we all relate to each other. Eh? Yes. If yeah. you've actually done something. So I, I fully agree with that. I was going to say the same thing. But I guess I'll, 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 I'll speak to something else. I think when you're starting out your business, uh, just... The anxiety and the uncertainty that comes with it. You know, you, you take a risk. Uh, you don't know if what you're doing will work. Uh, as Vineshri said, you make a lot of decisions and ultimately it's all trying to predict the future. Hmm. You know, you use all the information around you and you try as much as possible to predict the future, which is very hard. So everything is uncertain, especially when you make big decisions. So for me, that's been the main challenge, uh, having many sleepless nights, not being able to sleep because I'm feeling anxious about, you know, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> Will I pay back this loan investment? Yes. How am I going to do it? <laughs> you know, things like that. And uh, what I've used to get through that really is just sometimes it takes faith eh? Uh, faith, and uh, I, I won't speak of faith in a religious context because, you know, entrepreneurs, we all different religions. But for me, is faith is just where uh, your actions and your belief intersect, you know, where you believe something and you act in accordance to it and you have absolute conviction that it's the right thing to do. Mm. That's what has taken me through those tough times. Yeah. Mm. So now, I mean, um, something that Varishni said um, in terms of the perception of having to look bigger than you are. Um, did you also struggle with it? No, definitely. I don't think you should struggle with it. You should do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, it's something you should do. I mean, uh, people, well, it depends who you're talking to as well, if I'm honest. So mm-hmm. I think it, there's a dynamic, right? So when you approach certain people that have made it, they see right through the bullshit. So excuse the French, but they see right through it. Yeah. And you turn them off if you try act like you've made it. Ace. But there's certain places where it's a good thing to act like you're there. Yeah. So it depends on the dynamic. Yeah. Ne? I've experienced both. Yeah. You've actually actually experienced both. Yeah. Uh, Bulleran, what are some of the challenges that you experienced, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I think quite recently fraud. In my business, um, staff, um, small amounts though, but it's okay. Um, but <laughs> everyone's eyes just popped. I mean, those, those kind of things. I mean, um, growth, 
mm. um, growing, growing so fast that um, the the staff complement that you have cannot um, thing cannot 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 sustain themselves to the level of growth, and certain mm. people now start to fall off because yeah. the work is now on a certain level. Um, obviously, you know, with growth, capital mm. is 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 a, is a critical and and, and crit- mm. it's a critical thing. You can go out there and generate sales, but you find that the turnaround time for those sales to 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 move out will be shipped out, and for payments to come in, mm. the cycle is way too long, yeah. and you are not able to turn and convert them into boardroom tables and some big office space and whatever. Yeah. So you know, capitalism is an issue. I believe there are ways that one could one could definitely work around. And I mean, I think obviously, I mean. One of the biggest things though, that are on my agenda every day, I think bigger than everything is sales. Okay. Mm. Cause you know, sales is the lifeline of every business. So I, I according a to business me, that doesn't sell, it's no business. At exactly. All. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think employees, um, development and growth. Um, I think sales, I think clientele. I mean, sales covers my clientele and all that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, are we doing enough as a brand? I think that's one of the constant questions that are always in my head. Cause I mean, you see other people around you and mm. you know, you're especially inspired. Cause what I do is I keep a very close eye to my my top three competitors and I'm nowhere close to my top three competitors mm. but when they do huge and big things I'm thinking to myself this is what we have to do yeah. you know and it keeps me on my toes because we need to really build um industries as opposed to building businesses and yeah. you know we start businesses according to the level of our education and we really as entrepreneurs need to make sure that we upskill ourselves mm. and also you know share the knowledge across to our staff members because at the end of the day if you've shared the knowledge it's entirely up to them if they'd like to develop mm. themselves or not but the sad thing is you know to it's just that the, one of the biggest challenges especially with entrepreneurship i think maybe you guys might experience this is that when you're starting out you have people and it's mm. all loyalty but yes. as you work each and every day, what you would want is you're constantly telling people, Joe, we're going for upskill yourself. Spend time on YouTube, mm. spend time on, on reading books, oh, engage yes. yourself. You, you're, hey. telling, you're always telling employees that, yeah. you know what I always tell my staff members is that you're not a number to me. If you, if you were a number, then resign and go and work for Lenovo, go and work for ShopRite, yeah. go and work for Pick and Pay. But you're not a number because we're mm. growing. We're not a small business. I say that we are a growing enterprise. Mm. So what you constantly need to do hey. is that you need to keep upskilling yourself because if you you want to yourself Where's my wallet? We're I gonna need to give offer Because <laughs> <laughs> the truth at the end of the day Is that TM, TM Group is going to get to a point Where all you want to have is people that add value For sure nice. And all you have And you know what's going to automatically happen the moment now you start getting a differentiated kind of a call, the call that says, uh, Vanessa, what we would like to do now is I don't want you to give me a job, but I've identified gaps with your product. Yes, I'd like to come work for you, but I think that these are the systems and processes that will come and aid your business. That's how you conduct interviews. So people have not yet gotten it. And, you know, and, and, you know, as much as you want to uplift people, people are the ones that drive themselves down to a commoditized space where you want to uplift the community and black brothers and sisters, but they keep pulling themselves back down because all they want is a paycheck sure. but what you were wanted to take them to is stakeholdership directorship it's and something that is, that is bigger than a paycheck yeah. it's something that for them to be able to create their own paycheck or even pay others a paycheck I mean but what you're saying I mean it's something that I'm passionate about because one thing that I always say is that 
two things need to happen in my business. It's either you need to grow with it, you know, or grow beyond it, you know, because should my business grow beyond it, the that. next thing you no longer bring value. For sure. You know, it means that then we need to let you go, you know, and it's something that, 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 that he said. And, and one thing is that, uh, the stage of complacent. Yeah. Um, of, of entrepreneur or of employees, um, as per se, to say you need to prove yourself worthy, mm. you know, in what you do, the level of effort that you put in, the level of you going in extra month, what you produce will be the one that shows us whether you're ready mm. to go to the next step uh, or anything of that kind. I mean, you guys mm. being entrepreneurs, would you say you faced, um, some of the struggles, um, in your business as far as, um, employees is concerned? Absolutely. I think keeping the level of passion for mm-hmm. the business and the growth. You know, uh, key top of mind for employees is going to be part of your success. Yeah. You do find that people eventually get stuck in a rut and then, you know, it's, it takes a lot more effort to get them out of there and to motivate them. And I think motivational is a personal thing. But as a entrepreneur to also provide the, you know, the environment that's conducive for the employees. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, one wise man said, uh, for you to build um, a business, you need to build your teams first. Um, some of the struggles that you face with your employee? No, I'd, I'd agree fully there with the brother in Venetia. I think, I mean, also the toughest challenge is if you're, if you're a growing enterprise, um, as he mentioned, there's a lot that needs to be done. So, I mean, my main focus, for example, is sales, making sure that the business runs. And at the same time, you have human dynamics. You know, employees have emotions. They're human beings. You have to understand when she says, I wasn't there today because, I don't know, my pet died, you know. And, <laughs> and you're thinking, dude. Or I need to take my dog to the vet. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you're like, no, 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 I need you right now. So it's a bit hard. Eh? That's my, yeah. yeah, the main challenge I've, I've experienced, balancing the those two. Sure. Yeah, no, it's it, it's actually um an interesting um so but I'm hoping that you know what we will definitely um overcome that because I think as you grow your business have systems exactly, um yeah. and 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 um you know grows to be a sustainable then it makes it better. Um, I mean, people usually, I mean, like, like I said earlier, a business that is not selling is a business that's not selling. But I've realized with a small business, if you're not the one selling, no one else is selling. That's true. <laughs> that's what I, exactly, huh? exactly. That's true. No, guys, it's a problem. <laughs> like, if you're not selling, no one else is selling. Yeah. Exactly. You know? I mean, very you could imagine that you were at the expo the other day, now you're here, yeah, and from here you need to be servicing clients, you know. I mean, it's, 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 it's something that I think it's a very thin line. Um, that I think entrepreneurs need to, to be able to establish to say, build teams that sell. Yeah. You know, build teams that are able to go out there and sell as well as you do, as you do. Exactly. You know, and even if they can go and sell on their own, you can trust them to say, ah, this man will represent me. You know, Very not, well. not to the opposite. But I guess, what can we say? These are the, some of the struggles, um, that we're facing and experiencing, uh, with entrepreneurs or within the space of entrepreneurship. If ever you've got struggles of your own, I mean, take them up, um, with us on social media. Uh, our Twitter handle is at cliffcentral.com. My Twitter handle is at Debohoma40. Bulelani's Twitter handle is at Bulelani Bala. Uh, are you on at Twitter? At My yes. At My Kawash, my brother. I'm, I'm not on Twitter. You are on? I'm on Facebook. Oh, they can go to my website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. No, definitely. As we close, you might as well give us um, people that want to get hold of you or follow some of the amazing work we do. Where can they get hold of you? No, so people can go to uh, www.blackindustrialists.com. Mm-hmm. 
and all our details are there. Personally, they can go to tukulohopetla.com. Okay, my sister? Uh, mine would be info, our email address, info at mymobikawash. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter, which is at mymobikawash. Okay, no, definitely. Guys, we usually close off the show in style. Um, word of 30 seconds, uh, word, uh, word of inspiration um, to somebody that is listening out there for 30 seconds. What would you say to them? Well, I'd say, um, I'll start with, there's a quote that I really believe in that says, once you're facing the right direction, all you have to do is keep on walking. Right? And to all entrepreneurs and young people, the walking, right, the doing something is not the hardest part. I think thinking about what to do and how to do it is the hardest part. And that's where... We all need to invest our time before rushing off and doing stuff and feeling the consequences later. So people must take time, think about what you want to do, and walk in that direction with conviction. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. 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 Um, I think for me, it's more about um, you know finding mentors, but very positive uh, individuals that can aid you through your journey. It's important because as you grow, there's different challenges, different uh, opportunities. And to have someone uh, that is positive and someone that you could trust, that will uh, be good for you as an mm. entrepreneur. Mm. Yeah. Get things done. Get things done. Uh, what am I saying? Be strong when you are weak. Uh, be brave um, when you are scared. And be humble. Uh, when you are victorious, all of us, I mean, have got our own struggles um, mm. in life. Some of the greatest people um, that we've seen today achieve and succeed, they've had their own struggle. I've always said a measure of a man is not how many times you fall, but it's whenever you fall. How many times do you get up, mm. dust yourself, and actually try again? My name is, le- the ladies and gentlemen, is definitely a man or a woman. I, <laughs> I like that too. So, and I mean, more than anything, um, let me take this opportunity to thank both of you. Jen, um, lady and Jen, uh, gents, to actually come in and actually share your insight um, with us. Um, I know that somebody that is listening out there is actually inspired today and they are challenged to overcome their struggles and actually do something better with their lives. Okay, thank you so much for the opportunity. No, definitely. Bulanani? Next week it's gonna go down. Next week it's gonna See, go down. See, I got down. the radio voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, next week it's definitely going down. We're gonna be having TV crews in studio. We're gonna be having fun. But if ever you've missed the show, definitely go to the website at www.cliffcentral.com um, and listen to the podcast. I mean, you'll definitely you can listen it to as many times as you want and even go as far back as other shows that we have. My name is Debohoma Forty. This is Three Sixty Base. I'm out. Catch us again next time, same time, same place. Right here on Cliff Central. Cliffcentral.com